Wow. It's delicious. Thank you, Jenny. My walnut crust. Do not have a crust. That's a walnut crust. It's delicious. It's a press in the pan crust. So I told Tom, Jenny, Jenny Williams is our best guest. I, because I brought food. Because she brought food. It's <laughs> the only thing we like more than drugs. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Feta on your... Actually, I think that's your Feta. Is that how you say it? How is that how you say, say it? it? I don't really know. Feta. Feta? Is what I say. Feta, yeah. That's probably one. right. I'm also from a, from a line of people who don't cook with feta cheese, so well, it's not I'm in our tradition. extraordinarily white, and it's not really in my tradition either, but when you can buy <laughs> feta in the cheese aisle at Food City, I think it becomes right. part of your tradition. Right. right. So good. Thank you. Thanks. When I make quiche, I don't do a crust, so I call it a hillbilly quiche, because it's more like a frittata or something. Yeah. A lot of different names yeah. for things. That looks like an amazing crust. So yeah. good. It, it, it you is, made that out of walnuts? Yes, I did. Out of walnuts. It's just it's walnuts and like a little cornmeal and some flour and then an ass load of butter. Mm. And then, you know, you just chill it a little bit and then you can't really roll it. It's pretty. And you just press oh, it wow. in the pan. Thanks. I enjoy it. You're a saint among sinners, Jenny Williams. The, uh, the, the crust is like light and flaky and <laughs> compliments the... Uh, <laughs> Kale. There's two kale. different. So there's one. There's kale. There's the the one with the kale has feta cheese, which really I'm not even sure that this cheese is actually feta because you're used to feta being kind of crumbly. And this is not a show about food, but I'll just say this. Yeah. This is kind of a smooth, creamy, but I really like it. And then it's got kale on it. It's bound with a little bit of egg. And then the other one's a more traditional eggy quiche with roasted red peppers and ricotta. I love I love your for, for all the purists so out there. Yeah. So good. <laughs> We could, I could just listen to you for a full hour long podcast. Um, <laughs> describe food. We used to. <laughs> like we this. used to. We used to. Do that. Do that. <laughs> What's cooking now? But look, let me just bring us all home here. We're not here to talk about food. We're here to talk about sex. Now there are a oh, lot yeah. of parallels between, like, are. I, I think for me, cooking for people can be as intimate as sex. Yeah. And as meaningful. I, and sometimes more fun. <laughs> there comes a time when uh, you ladies got to start earning those spaghetti dinners. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe I could rework the way I, I said that. I think you might want to. <laughs> yeah, I, someone told a joke in the building this morning. I didn't hear the joke, but I came in and heard, well, you just lost five points on your PC meter. <laughs> I was like, what? Who said that? I don't know. But, you know, I mean, you know, wow. it, it, so I'm always, um, I, I'm, will state for the record that I am not a prostitute. <laughs> Let let's let's get that. Show. Let's get out in front of that. Let the show. Let's get out in front of that. Yeah, we'll put that in the but show description. Captain. I don't understand why it's illegal to be a prostitute because I don't really see a difference between somebody who just is gives really good blowjobs. That's a service they're providing. There is no difference between that and me making that quiche right there. Well, I saw that this might have been a tweet even but someone comparing prostitution to coal mine and it was like if you don't think that coal miners sell their bodies and you think prostitutes do you have a fucked up view of labor or like something else they're like i I think it was you have a fucked up view of sex i think is what the i know what you're talking about i've seen that meme but i don't know I thought that's what it said. Maybe not. What are coal miners? What does coal mining have to do with sex? I was just from my memory. I thought <laughs> that's what it was. You're comparing coal miners and prostitutes. No, I think yeah. the the implication of the meme is that they both um, 
do labor. It's just that one of their one of them their labor is sex. So yeah, if you're putting right, a value right, judgment right. on that, There's, I don't. I'm right, just right. this is just my interpretation but, of the meme. But, but I don't. Cooking's an even closer parallel, though, right? Because <laughs> yeah. selling your your it's right. something selling your body for money. Yeah, because right. you know, I mean, for most people, right? Sex, some of the time, all the time, none of the time, but. We expect sex to have like this moral value and this emotional value mm-hmm. attached to it in this certain weight, and that I guess it's so fucking precious, you know, that you can't ever sell it, you know. But I mean, I feel as strongly about cooking for people as I do about fucking them. Sometimes, <laughs> like you wouldn't <laughs> not sell all the time. your cooking. Ah, <laughs> you prefer. I prefer to do not it for to. Free. I, that's exactly right. So I used to say all the time that there are two things I don't do for money. That's what I I mind cold. Cooking is one of them. And then I thought I should stop saying that because that's kind of insulting to people who do cook for money. And I don't mean it to that's be. That's true. Yeah. But but I I mean yeah I mean this is this is drawing an image in my head of the time that you did a What's Cooking Now live show in Tom and Terrence's apartment. That was so much fun. It was so much that fun, was and it was that was a good show. It was definitely the most sexual. Yes, because it was food. Of the What's Cooking <laughs> it Now. It was called Food to Seal the Deal, and Jonathan Piercing yeah. and I chose dishes that could get you laid. Oh, I remember this now. You said because yeah. you said no garlic. <laughs> No, no, no. I didn't say that. We both, both of us. No, what Jonathan and I said was that some people say, oh, don't use garlic if you're trying to get laid. What Jonathan and I said is, we don't want to fuck you if you don't like garlic. Like, <laughs> that's a deal breaker. You are out of here. Yeah. I'm not going to fuck you if you don't like garlic. That, yes. That's pretty close to you the top of. You made chicken carbonara. I made, uh, yep, I did. I made carbonara because that's something that you can whip up and eat in bed. And Jonathan did something that he set on fire. Remember that? Like some yes. drink that you set on fire. But you talked about the shower a lot because there's a really nice shower in that apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I remember you saying multiple times that you would definitely go after Tom and or Terrence. Just based on that apartment. But you try not to fuck people who you could have also birthed. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's a, just a somewhat arbitrary. That's a bad rule. You throw that know. out. No, there are people that have that weird. What's that weird? There's some weird formula like half your age plus plus seven. Have yeah, you heard this? something yeah. like that. Who makes yeah. this shit up? That's crazy people. That. Yeah. Who knows? And it's so gendered. Like it's oh, fine yeah. for you know some old white guy to marry some eighteen year old girl. I would disagree. I mean, I think it's very creepy. <laughs> well. But you're right. Society at large, I think, thinks it's fine. Yeah. yeah. In a disturbing way. <laughs> but that really speaks to just how f- we're so weird about sex. Like, even if we think, and when I say we here, I mean me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, even <laughs> if I think, like, I'm really open-minded and I'm really clear about things, you know, and I'm, I still have these really fucked up attitudes, right? Like, my friend Charlotte says that the best way to end teenage pregnancy is to give every 15-year-old girl in America a vibrator. <laughs> because there is, it's, you there's certainly no 15-year-old boys that can live up to a good vibrator. And there are very few men. <laughs> I, think about I, 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 I myself only have two speeds. I mean, just think about that. Think about that for a minute, all right? So, all right, so think about this as, as girls, right? And, and I'm going to make some sweeping generalizations here and also some cis-normative gender yeah. violations or whatever. But for the most part, I think we can agree that many girls, right, that they want to have sex because they want to be loved. They want to be admired. They want to be, right? Yeah, or their friends are doing it. Or their friends are doing it. Or they see it as, as some kind of power, you know, uh-huh. or something yeah. like that. And most boys do it because it feels really good. So imagine <laughs> if we took a whole generation of girls 
And they didn't have to <laughs> seek approval or pleasure, which they probably aren't going to get anyway when it comes to pleasure when you're right. with teenagers, yeah. right? They don't have to seek it. They can just hit a button and give it to themselves. Right. What kind of, how would that shit, I mean, at that, that's a really core part of your person, right? Yeah. The ability to make yourself orgasm is a, yeah. seems to me like a really. The epitome of self-care. The epitome of, <laughs> don't get me started. I want, can, we, can we put a pin in that and can we, here's another expression I hate. Can we circle back to self-care in a minute? We can we for sure I circle things to say about that. But how would, how would it be different if girls grew up not feeling they yeah. had to seek approval, not feeling like they had to find, like they were supposed to seek pleasure and then like they had failed somehow miserably because most teenage boys and many adult men are too stupid to find a clitoris if you give them a road map. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think it would work. True. But what I was going to say, you know, hypocritical, right, for me, because so I think I'm, and I'll say that, but I'm, by God, I'm not, I don't feel like I can go buy my daughter a vibrator. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> the way I see it is they can't they go about it analog for a while, you know? Like, you can get yourself well, off without a vibrator, I feel like. But it like, takes, can't you yeah. just, I think having good conversations with young women and about, men, I guess, about how to, boys know how you to don't want to start her with for yourself. Like, to let her, like, talk to her about looking at her vagina, like, you know, knowing her body, exploring her own body before you give her a toy. But then, that's you know. That's probably a, you know, well put. That's probably a good idea. And maybe then she I, can I think seek, I'll go that route. She can seek out the hardware. Is that is that as you two haven't been teenage girls before? Is that as instinctual as it is for guys? What? No, what? I think I you definitely think have so. to figure it out. Yeah. What, masturbating? Yeah. yeah. The vagina's oh. <laughs> pretty hard to get to. It's like not in a spot where it's not, it's not, as not, a, it's not an easy... Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. not a lot of easy access. If you if you try hard, you can ignore it completely and just pretend it doesn't <laughs> isn't even there, which I'm afraid some people do. And you have to be very intentional. It's not like you just wake up with a boner and you grab it and yeah. you sleep and you're off. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah, it's quite different. Yeah. <laughs> and but I, I wonder um, if there's an equal amount of shame around it. Yeah. Probably. Well, I think there's know. a lot of shame around young boys masturbating, isn't I there? I feel like girls just do it all the time. Did, did you talk about masturbation when you were a I teenager? Said, no, no. In high school, no. I didn't know anyone who said they were masturbating. So I have one of my very best friends whose name I won't won't mention um, t- taught all of us how to masturbate. She taught all of us. Wow. <laughs> that is so lucky. We were like that 12. Is the instruction so lucky. Manual. We were like 12. <laughs> and she showed us how to, um, like, to sit <laughs> and to lean on her arms and then like from there we all kind of like that's as far as she went right i'm trying really 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 hard to imagine the male equivalent of just a bunch of teenage boys sitting around watching an older dude just jerk off i mean you know what maybe i'm she was your age she was your age yeah we were all 12 we were all 12 and and in my mind it was less like a circle jerk and more like watching there were like five of us there and it was like watching five people discover our clitorises yeah it's like the first time it was like oh my god i'm gonna i'm gonna circle back to that (laughs) explore that some more later on my own that seems cool (laughs) yeah your friend just shows up my body did that like hey i found this thing i need to show you yeah exactly yeah Yeah. yes yeah how sweet of her to like share that she's a very giving person very much that's amazing i should i'm gonna call her and thank her (laughs) yeah really on the show like uh hey i'm on my way to church <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that was you know phase <laughs> oh, oh, oh. has your daughter asked you about her clitoris or anything like that no um 
No. She might She's listen only to this. 11. Maybe she doesn't want you to I'm probably not share that. listen to this, really. Okay, good. <laughs> but, <laughs> not you know, she's only 11, and she's pretty, like, she, I feel, I, it kind of feels like kids just know things. Yeah. Without being told, but I've been, you know, tell, I mean, I tell her things. Yeah. When I do sex eds, I find that the younger people ask real bizarre, like, logistical questions that aren't, like. Like what? What's like, example? do you have to shower before sex? They've asked me that. You know what I mean? It's just like real bizarre. And I'm like, well, that's like, a good question. Like, that? probably good, good practice. Do you I, have to burn incense and listen yeah, to like, <laughs> Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. Should, you, should you pray? Should you pray? Sacrifice. What are some other questions? <laughs> um, wait, wait. What do, you, what do you say to the showering question? I said, that's. A, I was like, well, I think that's a personal preference. It, I think it's really important to shower after sex. Probably even more important if, to get clean, I don't know because I talk a lot about needing to pee. I like, say never shower. You really, you should you pee. pee. You pee is good, but pee. everybody wants to. Doesn't everybody like to wallow around? I kind of like to bask now? in the afterglow. I do too. <laughs> yeah, I kind of. I said. I said you might want to shower after, but on the spectrum, before... I'm gonna say I'm probably the most hippie person in among the four of us. Um, and yeah, I say never shower. <laughs> Yeah. It's bad for your immune system. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm with you on the peeing. I told her it was personal preference. I was like, you know, you've worked out with your partner. Maybe, uh, I shouldn't have got into this, but I was like, maybe you can shower together. <laughs> she was like a teenager. <laughs> I immediately wanted There's to reel. an idea. I immediately wanted to reel that back. Walk yes, that back. But, uh, <laughs> Lather him down. <laughs> She's like, oh, stop. <laughs> so what are some other questions? Um, well, sometimes they ask me, like, um, and I think they're just trying to get me to break or something to be like, oh, God. <laughs> but they'll ask me, like, hey, do you know what a peppermint squirrel is? I don't I don't know. What I, didn't either, <laughs> I, I didn't either. I didn't either until Tanya told me this story. <laughs> I Googled it afterwards. Uh, Should I Google it or is it something you can explain here? It's on the terrible. Podcast? I mean, you could imagine it and, it, you know, a pep- peppermint is red and white. Okay. Okay. I'll Google it. Yeah, it's pretty fucking nasty. I don't know. I'm gonna call this episode the Peppermint Swirl. (laughs) Episode twelve, the Peppermint Swirl. Peppermint Swirl. Introduce it like Ira Glass. I Uh, remember. Remember, it happens during menstruation. Okay. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Tight. Isn't that? Isn't there another sex act? Called the Dirty Sanchez. No, that's something different, isn't it? We could do a whole show talking about this shit. (laughs) Yeah, it's a fine line because you know. You're just obviously going to be turned off by different things. Mm-hmm. We all have turn-offs. But it's a fine line not to, like, shake. Like, I hate to. Kink shame? Is that the yeah, word you're thinking of? kink shame. That's it. I hate to kink shame. We're not kink shaming. But damn. damn. We're not a kink shaming podcast. <laughs> no, we're definitely not. We're the opposite of a kink yeah, shaming we're not podcast. Gonna, we're not, we want kink shame shaming. is our kink. <laughs> <laughs> but what you are saying earlier, uh, you, y'all were talking something about um, do you think there's a difference between teenage boys and teenage girls, and did they feel shame? I feel like all sort of sexual socialization in this country is centered around shame, like for boys and girls, for everybody. I th- and the whole gender spectrum, everybody. Just the shame, way we're ta- yeah. taught about it, the messages that we're sort of supposed to internalize about it from a very young age, or at least for me. I don't know. I mean, it's probably, it could be different for a lot of other people. But if you grew up in the church, that's what it mm-hmm. is. <laughs> it's yeah. all shame. <laughs> it really is. And it's like, I mean, so in Sweden, I think, is where they have the lowest teen pregnancy rate. Uh-huh. And they start some sort of sex ed. It's not called that. It's called something else, but in kindergarten. So that's like a life skill they teach every year all through school. 
Um, you have some type of relationship, mm -hmm. like building the capacity to be in intimate relationships with people. It's like emotional capacity, consent, how to love, how it feels to love, how to ask for love, and her, like so much. Yeah. Because so much about sex really is communication. Right. Like the pro, like the, <laughs> so much of the root of it is how to talk and listen, how to like explain how you're feeling and what you want and what you're thinking, and to listen to people and like hear what they're saying. And yes. it's just like, I mean, it's almost impossible to get communication right, but to at least like. And we separate relationships and sex and teaching on relationships and teaching on sex like like yeah. those are two completely different things. right yeah right yeah and you sent an article to me today that i read and and it was kind of irritating oh yeah yeah did you, like it was like um you know you should teach this why and then it would give a little explanation and it would say try this and it would have like a strategy that you could give and i was like this whole article assumes that first of all i fucking know my way around a healthy relationship which clearly i do not <laughs> and second of all that if i did i could verbalize that for my child and one of the things was to talk to your children about examples of loving positive relationships uh -huh. and then it said you might want to use examples from tv and yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they well, also thought no. that in the 80s and look how bill cosby turned out right <laughs> so. I mean, if I can't, if I have to use fictional characters to teach really? my child, my children, both children, about yeah. healthy relationships, then there's something very wrong with my yeah. group of the group with the people with whom I've surrounded myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially because I feel like they they really separate out, and of course there are differences, but the capacity to be intimate with someone is not about romance. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I I have to figure out the right level of communication and understanding and whatever with my mom. Like, all of us, we're, like, all in these relationships right. together. All right. the people we're in relationship with. like, And and all the examples in that article, like you're talking about, it's yeah. all, like, we were, were saying, yeah. it's mm -hmm. all you've got sexual. It and, like, and also, work this out with your best out. friend. Yeah. Like, practice yeah. with your best friend or, like, practice with your sister or someone. Because um, I my friend and I talk about this all the time about how when we're back with our families mm -hmm. we resort to just like our like caveman style uh, right. childhood communication like yeah. my, me and my sister were together for just like four days over the weekend <laughs> and we were yelling at each other and I was just like I never yell at people I, this is yeah. not a thing I oh, do. Yeah. We do we fall into oh, our yeah. family roles yeah like my sister was she was yes. she was like yelling at me because I wasn't moving fast enough to get us to food because she was hungry she was like <laughs> she's like I have it's very primitive <laughs> it's like are you do you fucking talk to people like this in your adult life is this how you no, deal with only people? your sisters <laughs> yeah only yeah. your sisters that whole falling back into those patterns works out really well for me because i'm the youngest of six and i'm oh gosh. you know kind of everybody's favorite so i'm pretty good with that but i can see how in other cases it might yeah. be slightly problematic i'm the but. oldest and my sisters are twins oh wow really oh, oh yeah. yeah i'm a complete i'm trash man anything goes wrong <laughs> anything goes fault. wrong it is my fucking fault i did it i mean i, I won't even be there and, and when I show it. up, it's my everybody's mad What's at me. Where you been? But back to something you were saying earlier. Um, do you so? Do you think that in your life um, that you are surrounded more by people who are in bad relationships than good relationships? You know, I, I feel like when that. I read that article, I started to think about that, and I decided not to think about it because <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure I'm ready for that level of self reflection. But yeah, I think I am. Uh, 
And I think. But you know what, Tom? That's really fucked up. Maybe we're not just surrounded by people who are in bad relationships. We just aren't surrounded by that many people who are in these fucking Disney ideal relationships yeah. that hardly just anybody has. Really well, unrealistic expectations. Yeah. Right. Well, I was going to say, I think that this is, I, I think that, I don't know, I think society is so sort of atomized in general. Like, mm-hmm. we don't have a whole lot of systems of support for people in individual relationships or anything anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that if you, like, 500 years ago, that probably would have been a lot different. You've got a little village and you've got support systems and networks and. I don't know, just sort of like... I don't see it that way at all. I, th- I think more like 500 years ago, you got the village and you'll be stoned and killed <laughs> if you decide you want to go fuck somebody else. <laughs> Seems some, that's, that's, in that's some places, In some it. places. But I mean, like, yeah. humans in a vacuum, I think, want to help each other. Yeah. And, I, it's, and I think that, like, we live in a society that has so sort of atomized individuals uh, that we have our, these very closed-off relationships from other people. I don't know. Like, I think that a good part of maintaining a healthy relationship is also maintaining a healthy relationship to your community. Yeah. And um, and if you don't have that, like, you may not. I don't know. You hmm. may. I need to. I could be. I, I could. No, I, I mean, I, I think you. There's. You've got something there, Tom. <laughs> Terrence, Ter- you call Terrence. me Tom twice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You've got something there, Terrence. D Ray. But I. I but I don't. I don't know about that. Well, I think you're right that it's just unrealistic expectations. Like, there isn't a perfect relationship. I think healthy is just means that people can talk through things, communicate well, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think it's healthy looks like people have their own support systems. Like Terrence was saying, like, people yeah. know how to get support and know when to ask for it. Um, yeah, because, like, if I'm talking, if, I, if if me and my partner are going through something and I'm, like, talking to my friends trying to get some feedback about mm-hmm. it, trying to understand it better, mm-hmm. and they're not, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm evolving in the situation and they're just, like, in the same situation. I'm like, like I wish you would talk to someone and, like, get some perspective on I, what is happening. I feel like that only applies to smaller relationship issues, though. You know what I mean? Because, like, I don't really want all, like, my all girlfriend's girlfriends out. knowing that, like, you know. Yeah. Whatever. That makes sense. You know what I mean? But you know, I dated somebody, and this was, there were already some alarm bells. <laughs> always, <laughs> always the red flags. There were some red flags, which I stupidly ignored. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I have embarked on a year of celibacy. Oh. Yeah. yeah. How's that work? It's, it's, well, <laughs> well chart your, chart so, your journey for us, that captain. <laughs> so in October, I ended a relationship that was incredibly toxic for me and I just decided I'm not I'm just I'm gonna for a year I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna be in a relationship right and and so maybe my sex drive got broken or (laughs) maybe your resolve is just so strong I am not a person that has strong resolve oh my god that's not it do you feel more powerful do you have more power I feel more (laughs) more um, energy and I'm sure that this won't last forever and it's probably also some crazy perimenopause hormone thing but I feel um much more I, I feel more focused oh loosened <laughs> that's and what I, mean. I feel do you have more I, do, I really do and I feel more like I'm able to really pay attention to those relationships that I really want to nurture and take care of you know, my yep. daughter my friends you know right. I feel like I'm really right. being much more direct right those monks were on something so is this uh, the first time in your life that you have ever suppressed sex? Yes. The sexual drive? Yes. Mm. See, I spent ever. like a good 
four or five years just repressing the urge. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, not too. having uh, sex. Why? We were Christians. Because we were Christians. <laughs> I once went I once went shit. six months without jacking off. What? Like I mean and I'm talking like Why would you do that? In the in like never gone in like the throes of like the ages when you start taking those long showers. Yeah. I was like no, I'm not going to do this. How would you get, keep from he it? had to stop showering. Well, I've never had this any. This is why Terrence never showers. It was a habit. <laughs> it was inculcated <laughs> during this time. She just doesn't want the temptation. I don't see how you could. I've never had a nocturnal release. I don't know. I really? guess I was just, yeah. Huh. I just feel like. Terrence on the other hand. <laughs> oh, man. Like you're, the, you're, the, you're the granddad of the nocturnal release. <laughs> That's so funny. That didn't happen to you? Never. Really? Not That's once. So what? No. I would go like a week or two, like not jerking off, and it would start happening to me again. In, in fairness, though, I started. Wait, you come in the middle of the night? Is in your sleep, yeah. yeah. In your sleep. And it's, it's a boy thing. The shits. <laughs> it's like you have fantasies, and it's like you're having sex. But if you <laughs> jerked off, awesome. that wouldn't happen? Um, but if I were jerked off, uh, if I didn't jerk off, that would happen. Yeah. So it's like, huh. I was like. So it was a, really a preventative aid to really help your family you have not have to do as much laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a kindness. We should hey. be teaching young boys, listen. I got, I, Who this does is the laundry something. in your house? Do them a favor. <laughs> Go ahead and indulge in that shower. Have you never heard of this? No. Really? Well, yeah, well have a boy. It, you'll, uh... Now that I think about it, one guy has told me about this, but he didn't have sex. So maybe that was wrong. I mean, I think it's a normal teenage and thing. I thought that oh, was it's totally like, normal. I, I remember, you know, reading about it in parenting books. It's and really totally normal. About it. wow. it, what's really funny, though, is having the, uh, it's having Christian parents. Well, my parents were never really that Christian, but being surrounded by people that know that it's normal, but you're dreaming. You have no conscious decision mm-hmm. over it. So it's actually a really hilarious sort of like um, problem for like, the Christian. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. You didn't like, have to repent of it, did it, you? It, 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 you don't have to repent of nocturnal emissions, it, but you do of purposefully jacking off. You're consciously jacking off. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but if it did just you, happens, but it's, it's funny. Okay. It's <laughs> you funny. slip on a banana peel. Did and... you ask? Did you ask? Like, oh, I came in my sleep. What do I do? do I, I knew it was going to happen. How did you know? Uh, someone told us about it. Like uh, some weird... Like when they <laughs> took the girls... <laughs> They her. took the girls in one room and told them about their periods, and the boys in the other room and yeah. told them about nocturnal emissions. Oh right, 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 God. right. That was essentially it. Do you teach about not- How do you teach sex <laughs> things and not know about nocturnal emissions? You need to be warning these boys and telling them it's a guilt-free way to get off. It's because Tanya doesn't think there's any merit to anything related to the male. Uh, That's not <laughs> completely true. That's completely true. true. That's completely true. So when they tell you, don't jack off? Um, They... Uh, n- n- no. In Ecclesiastes, t- the scripture says to not sow your seed on unfertile soil, and that it's better to sow it in the belly of a whore. One time, I was at this like little oh church God. camp thing, and this dude was standing up in front of everybody, and he was like, "Don't jerk off to your friends' mothers." Your friend's sister. Oh my God! Like was your was your, was your youth pastor Ben Carson? Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so they was, would say was something. Was everybody like, that, like getting kind of uncomfortable and shifting in their chairs? No, and we were all. Hands me over. and my friends were looking at each other like we've done that. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my word! Like like chuckling with each other. I feel like the only. So I have a son, and I, I I will completely admit that I'm guilty of having gendered approaches. So like I just never worried about anything with him. He saw me give birth when he was wow. ten mm. or nine, and I, I kind of feel like that's all the sex ed he needs. <laughs> <laughs> that 
did it. He's familiar. He understands. As an older brother, I can say it's a magical experience. Did you see your sibling? My, before? I did not. I was not like I was like watching. <laughs> I mean, he was uh, Get out of here, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to like. <laughs> He's getting weaseling. Yeah. Picking above the table like a cat. <laughs> Sneaking in and rubbing against the doctor's leg. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. But you know, I just wonder. So, like, my son wasn't. We should call him. Let's call him and ask him how he feels about this because I'm sure he'd appreciate that call from his mother, but. Uh, you know, he wasn't raised in the church. Right. And he kind of went to church camp, but it was an Episcopalian church camp. <laughs> <laughs> They're fine. Otherwise known as like gay they're... church camp. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I mean, I just, like, what, how much of that message is coming from just the society in which we live and how much of it's coming from the church? Because I don't really feel like I grew up in, in bar- feeling shame about sex. Mm. I have a hard time remembering because I definitely grew up in a youth group, but uh, I mean, I le- I learned most of the things I knew about sex growing up from in church camp. I mean, kids were getting down at the lock-in. Mm-hmm. My friend yeah. got finger bang on the back of the <laughs> church bus. Like, I mean, that's that, that, that is not going to be the title of my autobiography. But I hope it's the title of someone. Someone. I got banged on the back. Finger banged. Finger on the back banged of the on the church bus. bus. <laughs> the church van. Yeah, it was all them Pineville kids. Because, you know, I went to Bell County, the uh-huh. county school, right. and um, I went to church with a lot of the city school kids. Mm-hmm. The were, city school, everybody knows city school kids are more promiscuous they were at an bad. earlier age. They were bad. Fact. See, when I was, I've told Tom this before, when I was growing up, um, it was like the Catholics. Like, the Catholic kids were always, like, fucking. And, like, we I, were. I heard you said that on, on one of the shows. Did we? Did I, yeah, I talked yeah, about this yeah, on one of the shows? Yeah. 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 Um, so, have you ever heard this, that. Apparently, I, I didn't grow up with Catholics. So, but at a, as an adult, a friend of mine who did told me that there were there was a thing with Catholic girls that they would consent to anal sex, but still believe that they were virgins. Yeah, I've heard this too. That's just yeah. I had a I had a no, friend had named friends, Billy that did it because he thought it was safer. <laughs> oh yeah, I just can't get pregnant. Yeah, I knew a lot of girls I mean, having crazy. anal because they were just like, oh yeah, that's crazy. We don't do the real thing. Well, it. It's a, getting it pregnant as a teenager more. really is shitty. Well, <laughs> it is. But it God, that's, you like, see what you did there? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, if you had to rank, if you had to rank, I'm going to give you sex acts, and I want you to rank them from most intimate to least intimate. Okay. Okay. So. Oh wow. Are you ready? Very game. Okay. And 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 then we can talk about what you mean by intimate. Okay. So okay. here are the sex acts. Missionary. Regular penis and vagina intercourse. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna. Do we vote now? No, no, no. You gotta hear all of okay, them. Okay, so, all right. Can't rank them. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. we're ranking them like a BuzzFeed oh, list. One, two, three, four, five. Kind of lingus. Blowjob. Anal sex. Handjob. Got him. Um, Handjob, male or female? Male. I think I got him. Okay. Missionary. Kind of lingus. Blowjob. Anal. What was the hand job? Hand job. Hand job. Either way. <laughs> Either way. Huh. Boy on girl or girl on boy. Doesn't matter. Or, or girl, girl on girl. Or girl or boy on boy. boy. On boy. Or any permutation. I'll kick of. us off. I'm going to say 
uh, this is probably pretty obvious, but I'd say the hand job is the least. Really? I mean, I'd probably like jerk off my mailman if. Uh, you know. <laughs> you like a very mechanical. Jerk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. it's Thursday and a good mail day. I'm just <laughs> give a little tug. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. So that's five, right? Mm-hmm. Four. Uh, God. I think it's dicier from that point. It really does, doesn't it? Yeah. Don't. We're gauging intimacy. I feel like I can't help but feel like intimacy is like eye contact. I get weird about eye contact anyway. Hmm. And so I feel like missionary, there's like it's like a lot of eye contact or something. <laughs> <laughs> like built into Okay, let me ask it a different way. Let, let's, let's define intimacy. Sorry, I don't mean that. I mean, that makes sense. Let's say that, that let's define intimacy a different way or give a different parameter. So mm-hmm. let's say that you would be the most likely to do to a stranger, someone you didn't really like very much, uh-huh. or the the... Did that make sense? So, like, mm. Tom will give his um, mailman a hand job. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I'd have to be in love to put it in the butt. But I, <laughs> I, and I. <laughs> but to eat him out, what about that? <laughs> that seems more would intimate you, would than. Would you eat out your mailman or mailwoman? <laughs> Mail that person. seems more intimate to me than missionary style intercourse. I know, there. I mean, and this is right, but I know there's a lot of people who have a stigma about that. Which is why it seems more interesting. Which is yeah. Which is I, I think that's why though. Yeah, like what, oh, what we're saying. saying yeah. 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 You are you saying the higher the likelihood to transmit bodily fluids, the more is that the logic Maybe. that you're implying? I don't, I don't think even any think logic. so. It's just that Cunnilingus is pretty really, safe. You can really ignore missionary style intercourse. You can ignore. You it. can you can yeah. you can mail that in pretty. Yeah. You could phone it in. But oral like, sex is, requires some commitment and some a level of skill that I feel is not necessary. That's true, and like a yeah. very delicate communication if it's not going well. Yes. Like how do you very delicately <laughs> very delicately say you are nowhere near my clitoris? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like way over here. Like. <laughs> Or, or, or you try to move here. if you'd move yourself around, like let me scoot over here a yeah. little bit. You stay there. I think it's yeah, no, it's a back and forth communication thing. Your partner, you know, at it's, some point should also look up and be like, yeah. and maybe Help. that's it. You know, like maybe that's what makes it more. Maybe that's what my definition of more intimate is: is it requires more open communication. Maybe yeah, because with anal, I kind of feel that way too. It's I feel like anal is a whole day's work or something. Like you just have to. Maybe it's because like there's like a little lot of lube involved. They're just right. like it's. I just feel it's an like, event. It's, it's an, an event. event. Yeah. It's an event. And I mean, maybe this is just me, but I feel like I have to prepare for it. I have to like know that this is happening. I have to like. Yeah, I don't plan think anybody has like spontaneous butt sex. Yeah, I have to like plan a week in advance. Eat yeah. the right. <laughs> get in the right frame of mind. Yeah, drink a lot of water. Double down on your self care. Yeah, like get in my headspace. Huh. That's this really is TMI. This whole podcast is so much. I know. I've been thinking <laughs> Every about episode that. It's just is, like it's okay though. Because <laughs> it's you know it's true. I mean, we people should be able to talk about this. It's true. Yes, this is the point. No shame. No <laughs> fucking the, shame. The, I'm, I'm, it's not the shame. It's the wanting to get a job in like five years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, Some of us have precarious employment situations. <laughs> yeah. <Yeah>. Mike, <laughs> personal character. I can't imagine. You, I'm trying you to run for school You've not board. said anything that wouldn't want that wouldn't make me want to hire you. You think I could or run for you? Are you? There's an episode where I have like a 20 minute segment about taking weed brownies. Oh well, that and, was maybe true. a little. There's that, a, I thought that. I thought that was a metaphor, wasn't it, Terrence? <laughs> 
pretty sure I listened to that episode, and I read it as an allegory. Yeah. yeah. So I think you're fine you're there. Right. That Good. was not indicting yeah. at all. All also, FBI agents all should be English majors. Yeah. Uh, they should be English professors. Yeah. yeah, this is all theater anyway. Back to totally you. Yeah, up. hell yeah, I'd vote for you for school board. If I read on a sex ed platform. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> But, you know, I'm but no kids do need County more. School board. You know, because I really worry that this is the thing I worry about a lot. I worry, like, what are kids learning from internet porn that's completely unrealistic? All of it, you almost. Know? Well, we don't have to go into penis sizing, anxiety, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah. When I discovered, like, single, just, like, girl masturbating porn, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. kind of... Because it just, like, I felt like it turned me on. It mm-hmm. also gave me tips. Mm-hmm. It also, like... I don't know, just like spurred my imagination mm-hmm. in different ways. So I feel like there, you can find the good stuff. It but, just. But do, do, do kids look for good? I mean, do they think, mm. I really want to find a loving. <laughs> do you think kids <laughs> just Google porn? <laughs> I think they just Google porn. They Google the word porn. Well, <laughs> pornography. Porno. <laughs> I would like a pornography, please, right now. What isn't there? What is. I'm, I have in my head what I think it is, but there's like a top searched word on porn sites. Oh, it's I like don't know. universal. Really? What is it? I'm pretty sure it's teen. Oh. That fucked up. Yeah, yeah that really I think is. I think you're right. I think the most searched term on really? the internet yeah. porn is teen. I'm pretty sure. Oh, really fucked up. Yeah, that is pretty fucked up. For um, reasons. Unless te- unless more teens are using the internet than than adults, in which case it makes total sense. Is the teens wanting to see? I don't think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> My hunch is that that's not the whole story. <laughs> I'm trying to be glass half full here. Like you know, I mean, the, the most searched phrase should be how do I perform cunnilingus in a way that is pleasing to my partner <laughs> that should be yeah yeah you know mm-hmm. so how do you just <laughs> asking <laughs> for an audience <laughs> member <laughs> who sent me a question so, uh, yeah. we have a question Jeff from, from Rowdy <laughs> wants to know <laughs> I, I though I think across the board the most important component is if you're into it like you can tell if someone doesn't yes. want to be going down on you. So same, oh, same for guys, let me, probably. Let right? me like, tell you the the surest sign you're doing bad is when the hands of God cup your ears. <laughs> <laughs> and they 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 bring that they bring your head up. And God damn it, I've been on the business end of that more than a few times. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking. About. How many times? How many times y'all laid the hands of God on a man's Come ears? Come on up here, <laughs> baby. Yeah, Gave it a shot. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about that over dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah, it's but it's like effort. It's like if you're really into it, you enjoy are enjoying what you're doing. Then it's almost always better, even if it's not exactly what you're hoping for. Yeah. Yeah, I've always wanted to be asked to give the commencement address at a high school. Because part of my message to high school students would be, people, the church, possibly your parents, are going to tell you not to have sex. They're going to tell you to wait. <laughs> They'll start dragging person. you off. Stage. <laughs> yeah, I see the, the, the cane coming out now to get you around the neck. <laughs> but I am here to tell you that you should have as much sex as you possibly can. Do it safely. You know, make sure it's consensual. But just fuck as much as you can now while you're young. You have the energy for it. And you've got the energy for it. (laughs) (laughs) They say women peak later in life, though. I believe that's true in my own personal case. Yeah. And one just, like, logistical thing about it is that the clit never stops growing. 
So the older the woman, the larger the clitoris. Really? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's so unfair. Clitoris <laughs> never stops growing, and so our balls keep growing. <laughs> <laughs> that's more disgusting. So I think Closer to the earth. I think it's actually easier for women to get off the older. And they I think get. You, you know what pleases you. Yeah. You, know, you. I mean, I. And you're probably more able, capable to communicate it. Yes. I, I feel like what my own personal problem has been, and I'm willing to bet this is true for a lot of people of, of any age, probably. Is that you start out and you're having sex with somebody and you think, I'm totally just booty call because it's going to be casual. And so you don't want to have those di- often difficult conversations about how you like for your clitters to be approached indirectly for the first mm-hmm. five or ten minutes. And then, right. you know what I mean? Like, Didn't you don't want to put that effort in because you're just fucking them for a night or two and that's yeah, it. Right. But then yeah. you end up, because you're stupid about sex. <laughs> and again, when I say you, I mean me. <laughs> then you end up embroiled in this long-term relationship where you've spent like maybe four weeks just you know thinking i'm not gonna say anything about this because you know i'm just here to yeah, have a couple yeah. more days tops <laughs> and so then you've set this pattern and so at what point do you say you know i know that you think like that that move is like something real special you do but in fact it's it's just it's really not working for me kind of i don't want you to do that work. yeah and this is what I do like. Like, how do you have that conversation after yeah. you've already, you know, pretended like you liked that special move because you well, want to flatter that person? Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I often yeah. joke that I'll try anything twice or three times, <laughs> but eventually, I was like, it takes me a while to decide if I hate something or love something. You know, like I'll try mm-hmm. something a few times. <laughs> I've approached it that way before. It's like we tried that a few times and nothing. <laughs> Let me just I say decided. that maybe the prudent way to approach that is not wait four years to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> You don't like the th- oh. four years. <laughs> I don't think I, I know women who don't masturbate, and they're just like, that can't be true. It, it is true. Well, at least that they say they don't. And I'm always like, how do you expect someone else to pleasure you if you can't? Like, how do you expect to be able to tell someone what to do if you don't know what to do? Like, if you don't know, I just don't understand. I they're, just don't understand how. Do you think they just lie? Well, I just so I don't know like, why like, anyone would tell me you went for and didn't. You know, to me. Like I said, ideology is a hell of a drug. <laughs> yes, I just if there is something near me that's going to make me feel good, it's going to be very difficult for me not to do that. Well, this maybe seem oversimplified, but often in life when I have to deal with very joyless people mm-hmm. that just all, all they do is complain, they're just like miserable all the time. I assume that they're just never getting off. God, I bet that's true. They just never have a real release. Wow. Their body doesn't have any kind of real release, and they just. That's sad. That's scary. That's how I I worked with a lot of these women the past two years before I came here, Uh and I was I kind of chalked it up to like they have a terrible home life and they don't masturbate. Like they have they haven't come in years, and I just couldn't. Maybe that just helps me not hate women because I hate to hate women. (laughs) Like I try that hard to to give women all the excuses I can, and that's usually my first excuse. But why would you continue to feel that way, is my question. Like, if you're having sex and you're not getting off, and you know that you could just get yourself off really quick, why would you not do that? Or if you're in the shower and you've got a rough day coming up and you know you can get yourself off and it'll feel really good, why would you not do that? Shame. I don't know. (laughs) Is that the Terrence answer? Yeah. Here's where I jump in. (laughs) Here's where I bring the dark part of sex in. (laughs) Yeah, the dark underbelly. And okay, so so here's my question: As a parent, how do I take all these liberal ideas that I have, these progressive liberal ideas about empowering, you know, people to own their own sexuality and to 
go forth into the world and have these healthy relationships. How do I translate that to what I tell my children? Um, you got to introduce it to them in the form of punk rock music. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think even though that article, I agree, was kind of aggravating, I think it did, a good point. it did talk about how just like, it's just literally talk to people about having good relationships. Mm-hmm. Like not even, you don't even have to talk about, about sex, sex yeah. because that's the root to a lot of it is that I also think we've, we've talked about this, that sometimes mm-hmm. just like sexual chemistry, you can't make it up sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like no. sexual oh, no, chemistry is well, just there or not. I just, yes. I feel that strongly. Do y'all think that's yeah. true? Yeah. I, I would add this though. I don't think you can be good at sex the way somebody's like good at no. like tennis. Yeah. No. Because you know what I mean? It's, it's about matchups. Yes. Yeah. Like Jane Doe might be good with Dick Doe, but Dick Doe might not be good with Jill Doe. Yes. Yes. Which rhymes with? <laughs> oh my God! Please tell me. Google this right now. Please tell me somewhere out there there's a vibrator called the Jildo. <laughs> if yeah, there's right not, here. I need it to happen. J-I-L-L. But yeah, there's J-I-L-L. all kinds of other things. <laughs> the Jildo. There's all kinds of other things that go into relationships though that we also don't talk about with our kids. Like for example, class. I mean, like, we can't ignore the fact that a lot of people get into relationships for purely material reasons. That's true. And, um, I mean, I think a lot of teenagers, they probably see that with their parents, and they internalize a lot of that, and they try to sort of, like, they think the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, well, Something to facilitate their upward mobility. Yeah, or to stay alive, you uh, know what I mean? Just to, or, you know, or yeah. not even that, yeah. but to, like, also reinforce their own class identity and all yeah. these other things. Survive. And then the dark part of that is, that, and you know, we've been reading that white trash book. She devotes a whole section to this idea of fucking across the tracks. It's kind of like a a kink with a weird, kind of ugly class right. element to mm-hmm. it. And that's how kind of hillbilly women in particular have been fetishized and mm-hmm. hypersexualized in that way. If you think of that's true. Ellie Mae from the Beverly mm-hmm. Hillbillies yeah. and mm-hmm. Daisy Duke Daisy. and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Right. I've tried to play that card myself. <laughs> Shamelessly. <laughs> I've rode that train to glory a few times. <laughs> In some ways, that is still my. <laughs> but you use it as a you weaponize it. There you, that's, yeah. I weaponize it. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> but we, you know, like the sex talk and all these other things, like, I don't know, it can't be divorced from, like, the sort of uh, societal context around us. Well, we're at a minute, uh, an hour 23. Yeah, let's. Uh, we could wrap up. Let's call this. It's been so great. Any closing comments? So I, I want to ask everybody: like, if you could go back and give one piece of advice to your 15-year-old self, specifically about sex, mm. what would that advice be? I feel like I've been speaking <clears throat> exclusively in stupid Buzzfeed lists <laughs> I'll, terms. I'll, I'll that, kick us let's off. Let's dumb this. Let's dumb this down. I'll kick us off, and I got, uh, I'll, I'll give you the abridged version of the story. Okay. But it's kind of something that I would take back. When I was in seventh grade, yeah, I had this phone sex thing that I would do with <laughs> two did girls say, in particular that I won't name. Did you say foam? Phone. Oh, like, phone. It's back, phone like, you know, on yeah, the days where you sex. actually that had a landline fun. and all yeah, this yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah, uh-huh. And, um, How old were you, 12? I was probably sixth or seventh grade, uh-huh. somewhere there about. Okay. Which is weird because I was a deviant when I was that young, but I was like a Christian a few yeah, years yeah. later, so I kind of did a one eighty for a while. Okay, he circled back. I circled, circled back, <laughs> but um, it was so funny because how one, old were the girls? Same, same, age. same age, yeah, same age. It was just like so. 
my friend like put me up on this that this one girl that we knew like was like really into this and i was like really into phone sex yeah and it was like you know at the first of the summer and, and like he goes well let's jump in here with us and i was like really <laughs> i don't know what i would say you know <laughs> so i started having this like nightly thing all through the summer and what was weird is that we were in every class together, never spoke to each other. <gasps> but we would call each other up and have phone sex every night. What? Like, we weren't even good friends school? at school. It was just like this weird little secret. Wow. Middle school is fucking crazy. Yeah. Middle yeah. school is so, so weird. weird. Wow, that is so I still want to know, like, what do you say when you're 12 to have You talk about sex? what you want to do. Well, you give hypotheticals. You're like, <laughs> yeah. well, if I was there, what would you yeah. do? You, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm and then there would be, like, some, like, kind of, like, corny moaning you know like you'd see at a tennis match or something like that and oh my god uh, well i feel like we need to make a movie about this a coming of age movie it was great and it, it, it's it's but i i took it uh to a, a kind of a weird place and that i had buddies that <laughs> wanted in on this racket but didn't like you know have the chops to actually so they would listen in on your phone calls <laughs> so we would get a three-way like phone line yeah, yeah. but they would oh, be okay. quiet <laughs> so that so that like you're having phone sex with some girl and she doesn't know that two of your friends are listening right yeah. that's the fucked up part yeah but in another i just want to take this opportunity to apologize i won't say her name but <laughs> but also just to to on the lighter side of that to think about a big phone chain with like a bunch of 12 year old boys just all just beating up something but you'd like, wouldn't, you'd be in separate houses when all this is happening yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah. and her mom caught us one time how this happened to me she was listening on the phone oh and gosh. then burst in and started screaming but she didn't dime me out like she didn't say like who it was it's and we, his we, fault. we kept it going but it was like you know a little bit a little more, more exciting like, when she probably. wasn't even more like surreptitious. Yeah, yeah yeah forbidden love so yeah. what's your yeah. advice to your 15 year old self uh don't be a dirt or maybe bag. for you your 12 year old self <laughs> don't, don't be, be a dirt, dirt bag. bag uh just you know i have a good thing going without you know mm -hmm. having unconsensual <laughs> phone sex pimping whatever you got <laughs> were you making money off of this racket no gosh <laughs> your first gambling scam wasn't no, my first what would yours be um i don't think i was masturbating then so i would have probably been like look oh, around at it. explore yourself fuck him <laughs> what would yours have been as in like don't fuck him what yeah, yeah, yeah. we're talking about 16 here um i would be at 15 or 16 i would it would probably be it's not that big of a deal mm -hmm. <laughs> like don't have so much guilt don't put the pussy on a pedestal don't put the pussy on or the penis or whatever yeah. or whatever you're Chill. into don't put Relax. it on the pedestal <laughs> yeah right no, I kind of think pussy should be on a pedestal <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean though yeah. like sex itself yeah 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 yes yeah I mean if you think it's a huge deal then um, you're going to develop an unhealthy relationship to it. That's probably true. Um, I mean, it is a big deal, but it's not the biggest deal, no. I guess. That's my, that would be my advice to myself. <laughs> and Jenny made this point by saying when you're not going after sex all the time, you focus on really important things. <laughs> yeah. You like actually well, free up your I don't life. think repression is good either. <laughs> no. I, 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 I think repression it's is very bad. It's for me right now, but I'm, it's, it's, this is a short term. But no, I'm not. <laughs> There's going to be a point of diminishing returns on that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, like I said, But if you know, you're not obsessed with it, then you're going to focus better on whatever. I mean, there but, You are, know, maybe in a really healthy relationship, 
you're having really good intimate sex and you're not obsessing. Like maybe that's the mm-hmm. definition of a healthy relationship that you're not obsessing. Yeah, probably. Wow. Do you think that exists? Um. <laughs> well, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out there after October and I'll experiment and I'll report back. <laughs> okay, we'll have you back on in the fall. Yeah, we'll have you back I'll on. Report back. We'll get a report how back. How that works? Yeah. How'd it go? <laughs> I'll I'll have names. I'll keep a log. <laughs> Absolutely. Huh. Well, this has so been. So, what's fun. your advice? Did you say? Oh, what would my advice be? To, I I think my advice to myself at that age would have been to be really clear to be not to be afraid to ask for what I want because it took me a long time to it took me a long time to get to the place where I could do that comfortably where I could ask for what I want and expect to get it. I spent. You know, and like uh, my old cooking partner, Jonathan Pierce, he used to say, he'd say, you know, sex kind of like pizza. Even bad pizza is pretty good and better than no pizza at all. <laughs> and I kind of <laughs> see his point, but I, I ate a lot of mediocre pizza, you know, that could have been good. It could have been good pizza if I just yeah. asked for the right toppings or been a little more insistent about whether I wanted the crust to be thicker See, eating some pizza that made me sick before that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that, that Heartburn. Might, that might be a good note to end on. <laughs> <laughs> if we're using pizza as a metaphor for right, sex. Right. Well, thanks for. Uh, it's been such an honor. I l- listen. I know y'all. Y'all have talked about this before. You said that you have guests that come on and they've never. Li- I've listened to every fucking one, Aww. every single episode. Yeah. Every single episode. I don't even think I have. I have listened to all of them. <laughs> I skim them sometimes. I skip through. Yeah. I, I've listened to all of them. And well, they've been so much fun. You know. Thank you. I've, I've really enjoyed them. It's been a lot of fun. So I'm really thrilled and honored. This may be the apex of my radio career. <laughs> it's so sweet. This is better than when I interviewed Lynn Rosetta Casper. Gosh, that's lofty table. praise, yeah. knowing how, how much you love uh, yeah. Lynn Rosetta Casper. Yeah, so it's fun. Did you um, see that we're on a New York podcast this week? No. Really? Yeah, we interviewed oh, last wow. week and they dropped Katie it this Halper week. Show. I'm nervous about it. That's yeah. exciting. It's good. Especially because they, call, they, they called it Black Lung White Privilege. That was the name of, that was the, name <laughs> of the episode. the name of the episode. <laughs> I love it. That was, that's, that oh my ter- God. That's Terrence Ray's brainchild. I yeah. can't wait to listen to that. So how can I find that? Like, we posted it on the Facebook page. I yeah. can get it on the Chillbilly page. It's uh, awesome. I haven't heard it yet. You think it's good? Yeah, I thought they did a good job. Oh my God. So it's it's there? I can yeah, listen. it's oh, there. I'm going to go home yeah. and listen to it. All right, oh I got to go. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, thanks, thanks for Billy. coming. Thanks. thanks for having me. It's Bye. been fun. Yeah.